worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put the rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd And welcome to this special episode of the It's Canon Podcast. This week is the week that keeps giving us more and more news. Some would say today's news has been epic. I'm sure we will be talking about it for the next fortnight. I think you guessed exactly what we're going to be talking about. And Tyler loved that joke so much. I'm going to unmute you guys. This is the It's Canon Podcast where we talk about all things, everything. Especially breaking news like we are right now. We are your hosts, I'm Boris, and I am joined by Phil. Hey everybody, how you doing? And Tyler. I am so full of numbers right now. Full of numbers. So yeah. happy you said that, uh, apart from other stuff you could have said. Yeah. That's right, we are the It's Canon Podcast. So, you know, earlier today... We've been talking, so the three of us have a a, a group chat. We talk no. about random stuff. We This is where we talk about the show and do our planning, because that's how we get shit done. So all day we've been talking about Epic versus Apple and the ongoing saga, and literally within five hours from when the first news hit, we saw lawsuits, so we wanted to chat about it a little bit kind of digest things as they're happening and there things are literally still happening as we are recording so there is a major possibility that we will be having breaking quote-unquote breaking news so tyler for people who don't know you know tyler is our resident legal nerd tyler, yeah help our listeners help phil help boris understand what the fuck is going on all right, well, I think we need to start with kind of broad stroke recap recapitulating the facts such as they are. Um, and it appears that by my reading, earlier today, Epic announced on both the Google and Apple versions of their apps that you could get a discount of their in-game currency if you went direct instead of through the uh, store du jour, so whether it's Apple or Google. I will stop you right there. So essentially, okay. the way that it works is that in Fortnite, for example, you can buy credits, microtransactions, but these microtransactions are actually done and connected to the, their respective stores. So if you're playing on iOS, it's connected to Apple Store. If you're playing okay. on Google, it's connected to Google Play. And Apple charges 30% fee, essentially. Well, I want to back up before that. Go ahead. Even before we get to that, uh, it is worth noting that doing this is strictly against the contract that Epic signed. Uh, it just is. Yep. I'm, I'm going to interject one thing, too. Yeah. I've never played Fortnite. Okay. 
<laughs> just I know how microtransactions work. I'm sure a lot of audiences do, but I just want it stated that I have no no stake in this race. Like I, 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 I I'm, just it's a cultural phenomenon that has passed me by. I'm going to argue you do have a stake in this race. Oh, it's I probably do on some stake. gaming platform. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think the fight is what we're going to find out and discuss here. But I'm just going to say I don't have anything any direct unicorn in yeah. the Fortnite race. So yeah, Boris is right. Apple charges 30%, and Apple is very much the first salvo of attacks back and forth between Epic Games and them. So yeah, and they get 30%. So if you were to buy $9.99 worth of V-Bucks for, through Apple, Apple's getting $3.33 just for you showing up. Do, do we know? I'm curious. Yeah. We know if Sony does the same thing and Xbox on their respective stores with games and these um, these credit purchases, which I may have actually yeah. participated in the past. So my understanding and my reading is that everyone gets a cut. And if mm. you read if you read Epic's complaint, they're like, we're happy to give Apple their cut. Our major concern is that a we can't advertise anything. Because um, Apple has a very strict gag order that's part of their contract. And that the cut is 30%. And if you read over to their legal filing, it comes up again and again that it's 30%. If I may interject for a second, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, this fight has been going on for years with Apple and various publishers, devs. And it's really gotten really hot lately. Because of microtransactions and services and what services means to the entire software world and tech world nowadays. To the point where many were questioning Apple, hey, for big developers where you know you're going to make a lot of money regardless, can you give us a break on said 30%? And Apple basically said, no, no one gets a break. And then some people started breaking some news that Amazon actually has a break from said 30%. And this has pissed off developers left, right, and center. So this, over the past couple months, has happened and kind of brought us to what happened today. Sorry, go ahead, Tyler. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's uh, to Phil's question, uh, Sony does a range on the PlayStation Store. It mm-hmm. depends on how big you are, and it depends who's paying for the server costs. So, same as what Boris just said, a sliding scale, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the difference is being Apple has very much said it's, yeah. it's flat. And from That's my understanding, it. you deal like Apple isn't doing as much for you for that 30%. So, so, this is, again, very much like the Epic Game Store and its battle with Steam. Possibly. So, Sort of. Epic is kind of saying that they will only charge developers who publish on their platform, uh, just rough numbers here, 20%. It's eight whereas to 10. Steam does, yeah, and Steam does 30% or yeah. much higher than 18 And that's a battle that, that, that wins developers over to the Epic store and divides the gamer community on PCs. A little bit. So it, yeah. it's worth noting that on PlayStation, it is, you're giving up about 20 to 30%. As well, if you're like a mid-sized developer or a smaller developer, you're giving that up. For the PlayStation, especially, a decent chunk of that's got to be server space. Mm. 
Yeah, because Sony hosts everything, whereas Microsoft allow you yeah. to host, if I'm correct. I believe that's correct. correct. It's also worth noting that, like, kind of in general, everyone's like, yeah, the storefront gets a cut. They get their cut. Um, and, you know, if we compare it to real life, on a board game, the store is usually getting 40 to 55%, depending on a lot of factors. The difference being, if a board game doesn't sell, the store actually loses money because they had to pay the distributor for it, and it sits on a shelf and doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. versus Sony loses functionally nothing other than the electricity cost of keeping the server going. Yeah, so, and maintenance or whatever, like just light overhead as far yeah. as that's concerned. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, uh, it, based on how fast all this is happening, uh, Epic has filed against Apple already um, for injunctive relief, which we're going to go into later and why that's fascinating. But the broad strokes are, you know, Epic says Apple takes too big of a cut and Google takes too big of a cut and they're going to fight them on it. And they have violated the terms of a contract they signed. And the short version of their argument is this contract is illegal. You can't enforce it. Yeah. And this is literally hours after they were banned from both storefronts, which was hours after Fortnite introduced their own transaction system, which bypasses Apple, bypasses Google, and it's hosted by Epic themselves. So they were able to kind of circumvent the system. Which would be the argument about keeping the lights on, on the hosting side. That, you know, Apple is probably staunchly arguing, and on that sliding scale of Sony slash Microsoft... You know, they say, well, we're taking a cut because of the server space. No, they're saying, hey, don't even go to their servers. Come in-house. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the theory. Um, and, you know, uh, to kind of shine some light in that theory, I did some digging. So if you look at Apple's claims, which are not, these are Apple's, someone's talking to interview. This is not like a legal filing or anything. They claim that they made, so this is profits with air quotes, about $15 billion off of the App Store last year. Wow. Ooh. Wow. That means, because Apple has the 70-30 split, that the App Store made about $50 billion. Holy shit. So, well, let's dig into that a little more, because I did my homework on this one. <laughs> Apple, their total revenue for 2019 was $260 billion. So... Their revenue, as a percentage of revenue, they make about 17% of their revenue is just coming from the App Store. So that's China to Apple. Because they say 20% of the revenue is Chinese sales. So that's a pretty significant portion. Yeah. Yeah. And And then also think about the fact that EA is like the number one microtransaction game in the world. I don't know how Fortnite ranks into this, but I know from previous lifetimes of watching this crap, FIFA, EA. Yep. It just blows me away because they are pocketing a ton of freaking money. Yep. And that what? still that money is spreading around. Yep. 100%. For, and for context, all of Epic, that's all of their games, all of everything they own, all of their contracts, all of the literal physical things that they own, all together... A report valued them about at about 
$17.818 billion a month ago. Wow. That's not even the revenue. So it's like they are so much smaller than Apple. Mm -hmm. And I think they have chosen the right David and Goliath fight. I think Epic has this one in the bag. Now, honestly. We will wait a very long time to see what happens in the courtroom. But in the court of public opinion, Epic is making some, dare I say, Epic moves with I, look, the release of that, their YouTube yeah, video, 100%. the 1984, um, I guess, redo? YouTube video. YouTube video? Yeah. Phil, do you yep. want to describe that? You were the one who sent it out on our group chat. Let our listeners know in case they haven't. Yeah. I happen to get it on that one pretty quick. But basically, Epic released a... a it's, it's kind of ironic because they released this video. It's a bunch of, you know, regular um, grayed out gamers and then a whole bunch of colorful Fortnite type crusaders cracking into a 1984 type auditorium, which is also very reminiscent of the old Apple ad. Remember the original yep. like Super Bowl ad that Apple had pulled out of basically 1984. So it was really edged and they made a little comment just basically, you know, saying that. They're they're not going to let Apple be 1984, like recreate yeah. 1984. They're they're fighting for our rights, gamers. And that's, that's what I mean. In the, their position. In the court that's, of well, public, that's the market. That's their position. That's their yeah. position. Kind of like what as we were talking, you know, the administration's position as it pertains to the TikTok ban. You know, yeah. the court of public opinion can easily be swayed with some great commercials, and this was a hell of a move by Epic. And anytime anyone fights a company like Apple, especially nowadays, it doesn't take a lot to get, you know, the regular folk on your side. So in regards to the court of public opinion, I think right now Apple is fighting an uphill battle. But it also demonstrates, I think for, for Tyler's probably going to come in and say this anyway, but it also demonstrates it was all premeditated. The whole thing, the lawsuit. They knew Apple's immediate reaction, and they had. It's not like they they went back this afternoon and said, "Oh crap," you know. We we just sued Apple and they took us off the store. You know what I mean? Like the sequence of events was planned, and this video was planned. It wasn't like they just got a whole bunch of voice actors in and said, "Okay, everybody, do your best on your yeah, Fortnite." That, you know that's what exactly I mean? Like it. this was in the can waiting. Oh, one hundred percent. There's like, you tell me when corporate lawyers can get something done in a matter of hours. I am still two waiting. law firms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know even i know that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah like, you tell me when graphic designers can get commercials and like you said voice actors out in a matter of hours all of this was planned and this was like i said just a brilliant move on epic side tyler where do you want to go oh so here i want to go i want to touch a couple of numbers for to help finish setting the stage before we get into this wagnerian opera <laughs> Hey, that's a good one. Such, oh, so we talked a little what their valuations are. I do want to also point out, and these numbers are based on Epic's filings. So what that means is Epic has has put in this legal filing. It's publicly available because America makes that stuff publicly available most of the time. So I've already read it, and they assert that Apple has about one billion iPhones and about one point five billion. Apple devices out in the world. iPads, etc. Yeah. 
that can play their games. Yeah. Okay. In addition, they further assert that Apple makes two thirds of every dollar made on smartphone profits in the world. Wow. And then the final number I want to drop on everyone is that 99% of phones currently run on iOS or Android. So you have no other choice. And that is a big thing that Epic goes into about, you know, their concern of the consumer has no other choice. And that's a problem. Yeah, it, it's basically 60-40, right, for, for Android. But that 40 is absolutely huge for Apple to own. Like Android is splintered all over yeah. different manufacturers, right? Samsung exactly. probably being the biggest, but, you know, you have all the Chinese market on Huawei and xiaomi and all these different brands and sub brands and india is in a whole different marketplace with yeah. a lot of stuff like OnePlus and and whatnot yeah the significant and you part, look go ahead go for it, all right i was just gonna say the significant thing here is that they have literally lost and again i don't know maybe you know this tyler what percentage of fortnite players come from the mobile world because essentially they oh. just got completely cut off from said mobile world because they've been banned on both stores. I know that there are ways that you can circumvent this, but we're just talking about you know you, the day-to-day um, legal ways of playing and loading your apps. They've been cut off, well, it, so they've lost. It is, it is easier on Android because yeah. I don't think side loading is illegal. You're not jailbreaking your phone. You're just putting yourself at risk for the download, Yeah, depending on the source. But with Apple, you will need to jailbreak the phone to bypass the store. And even then. Which also is another contract violation. Yeah. It's not not allowed. That's a no-no. Yeah. So I pulled up that number for you, Boris. Thank you. So there are 78.3 Fortnite, 78.3 million Fortnite players as of August 2018. That's the most recent well-cited number I could find. 71% 71% of those are console, more than I thought. Same. 17% is PC, and the remaining 12% are mobile. So let's say that market has grown a little bit. I, I'm not, I don't think people like gaming on their phones. It, it's, it's it maybe a convenience thing, or you're dropping a deuce in the bathroom and you decide to play some Fortnite. I don't know. Like, well, I don't see kids that. flocking to the device to counterpoint that yeah what if you're just doing your skin shopping on the phone yeah Uh, good point it's not your primary point of play but it's that way of them keeping you in the ecosystem but did boris mentioned something that maybe prohibits that and maybe it's just my ignorance of this game but if you buy an ios an outfit does it show up in your google phone or does it show up in playstation or does it show up in microsoft because there was a controversy where PlayStation players on Fortnite, their accounts didn't cross over. I know Switch and and Microsoft, the accounts crossed over. But I'm just wondering, are there different markets? Because that might impair that yep. idea. I so just don't know. At first, I'm Fortnite was not completely crossover, but um, you know, overall, it's you know, as of the time that all this went down. Uh, Fortnite crossplay platform platform play allows mobile, Android, iOS, not anymore. Haha. 
PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Mac, and Windows PC players to play together. Um, so, in terms of the actual account... Across all devices. Across all devices, yeah. Cool. You have to go to the Epic Store, which again, so clever of them. Create your Epic account. Yeah. I know and I do, it. and I download my free game every week that uh, the game actually appeals to me. It's like Xbox Live for free. Oh, I, I mean, I think that I think that we got to look at how clever this is from Epic's point of view. So Epic has been giving away a free game every week, at least one, since December 2018. And these have ranged the gamut of earlier this summer, kind of in one of the worst stir-crazy periods of COVID, it was GTA V. Yeah. And Rockstar saw their revenues take a nice jump from that. Um, a bunch of Ubisoft titles have been up there. Uh, and then it's also included like a bunch of indie games. Uh, interestingly, as of the time we're recording this, uh, Creative Assembly and Sega have a brand new game that launched today that for the first 24 hours, if you're on Epic, it's free. Wow. Brand new. Launched, launched today. But we also have to remember, I, I, it's a good point. Video games are way different than they used to be when we were younger or still think of in that in that sense that we go out and we go, OK, release day seventy nine ninety nine. I'm going to buy this game. A lot of the market is changing to this free to play. Right. So these companies are smart and getting, you know, even if it's not going to be free to play down the road, putting the rush on it right now yeah. to get people talking. Right. right. Microtransactions. That's you know the the game will come out for free. You can download it. You can do whatever. You can kind of get and then, you, and then you hit a wall. And then microtransactions is the way to go. Even Call of Duty is taking this route, right? So this is yeah. And Halo Infinite, whenever it comes out, is supposedly doing something similar with its multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think y'all hit the hit the nail on the. Head on the nail with that one. Like Epic is definitely trying to make a play. They specifically entered the PC gaming space and said we're coming for Steam. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, historically, they are better for the consumer and better for the developer thus far. And that's been free games. Uh, that's been having a store that's impossible to navigate, just like Steam. They're just like Big Papa. And it's been a better percentage for developers. Yeah. Um, in addition, there's a lot of evidence, and it's not proven, but it's widely kind of suspected, that a lot of these freebies, Epic is paying people for exclusivity in the store. Mm -hmm. Sometimes proven, sometimes not. And then other times they are, you know, do you want your game free? We'll pay you for the first 100,000 downloads or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. So, and that's, that's investor money. Here's some fun breaking news. CNN's Brian Fung, or that has reported that one of the lawyers representing Epic is Christine A. Varney, who headed up President Obama's antitrust division and served as a commissioner of the Federal Trade Commissions. Yeah, Epic is in this for the long haul. Yeah, they lawyered up. Well, I mean, so I don't. I, look, hey, look if, we, if we talked about what I learned from every lawyer I've talked to, 90% of litigations don't go to trial. The most likely option is there's going to be a deal copped. Yeah. Like, let's just, let's just all admit it. That's, that looks like what they're trying 
gonna do right like yeah. let's cut a deal we, we we played nice you said no okay let's i, I don't think unilaterally nice. do this yeah well i'm sure they went to them and they said hey look it's great that you have Fortnite on this store we're we're chuffed you know but yep. how about the sliding scale you know let's yeah. also remember epic i know i know we're saying lots of good things about this model of free games and mm-hmm. buying games and getting games into gamers the history of epic's been spotty yeah, 100%. right. Epic Epic Mega Games used to be so anti-consumer on trading in games at EB Games or GameSpot. They were so upset that they were threatening to sue. And I don't know if they actually did or not, but I know that they were threatening legal actions against those retailers for dealing in used games because they were all about that license, right? Yep. They were like, one game, one license, don't reuse it. It can't be moved. So they they had a reputation with gamers, and they are like ever since Fortnite, they are definitely winning that perception battle now. Yep, and maybe that's changed the whole culture of the company, where they go, "Hey, you know what? When we treat yep. gamers like this with respect, they shower us with cash." And developers, right? Yeah, like developers. I have not heard the same horror stories. Thus far, and it might be NDAs and it's still early days, so there's a lot of news that can yet come out, but I think we've all heard horror stories about like, oh yeah, Microsoft just didn't put our game on the store at the right time, or yeah. Sony didn't do, didn't push this update when we needed them to. Yeah. And yeah. you know, stuff's going to happen. But. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I know with the dev, the dev cycles on Xbox are less restrictive than Sony for yeah. updates and whatnot. So Sony, like there's games that I've been watching that have still yet to hit the Sony stores, like like the Sony digital stores, because they're just having to jump through hoops constantly yep. to get an $18 game out there. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you said it. I mean, there is, there's definitely criticisms of all of them, but I think that right now, one of the things we need to look at is that Epic has... 100% prepped this this legal filing that came out today for it to be read and shared. Yeah. I'm I'm literally reading parts of it right now. My favorite part is Epic is not seeking monetary compensation from this court for the oh. injuries it has suffered, nor is Epic seeking favorable treatment for itself, a single company. Instead, Epic is seeking injunctive relief to allow fair competition in these two key markets that directly affect hundreds of millions of consumers and tens of thousands, if not more, of third-party app developers. In short, it appears Epic is arguing that Apple has put developers in an unfair position and the only means for selling software on iOS is to use the App Store. Um, and, oh. Yeah. They accuse Apple of some harsh stuff, but that's yep. 100% right. So they're asking for injunctive relief. Epic is asking for no money at all. So for those who aren't legal eagles, um, injunctive relief means you're literally saying to the court, enforce this rule. Yep. The example we always get given at first-year law school is, let's say you hired a contractor to build your deck. And you paid him your first payment, and he didn't build the deck. You can sue him for your money back, or for some reason you can sue him for injunctive relief. And if you sue him for injunctive relief, the court makes him build the deck for you. Right. So it, it, it's forcing them to actually change their behavior and do something. Yeah. In practice, injunctive relief is almost never pursued, much less given. Well, I can see with something like this, 
they all admit that they're being showered with money. They're just saying, let's level the playing field for the developers and the distributors. Like, let's do this in a much uh, more strategic and open way, right? Because I I guess that's the whole brilliance with getting an antitrust lawyer as well, because they're going to go at it from a regulatory argument and just saying Apple's being monopolistic. Yeah, literally every single claim in this filing is is antitrust or anti-non-compete or and let's remember apple was just on capitol hill for antitrust all of this yeah the timing is perfect now sorry go ahead tyler no i I was gonna say i mean i i am betting someone sat down at some point and saw apple's gonna call up the hill and was like i bet i bet it's cheaper for us to hire two law firms and sue apple that's cheaper than a new marketing campaign. Yep. I have a question for you. Let's assume that... Okay, I don't want to make any assumptions right now. Epic got angry today. They filed the injunction. Now, two questions. Question number one is... Why did Epic do this alone? Don't you think they could have had other people join this? And it could have been you know, a class action... That it, do you want to do, do you want to do that question first? Let's do that question first. Okay, I have theories on this, and I don't know for certain. And I this is actually one of the instances of I don't know if we'll ever know for certain. So class actions are funny in that you you have to choose one of the people, and in this case, it'd be one of the companies that's like your representative for all of them, and you kind of have to prove that they are. They're roughly the average of all those affected, or they're analogous to everyone affected. And I don't know if Epic passes that test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Epic also has, you know, their online store that is in indirect competition. They're not just a game developer or a game publisher. They're also trying to build a marketplace. So I don't know if the court would let them serve as that kind of primary plaintiff. You kind of answered my second question, and that was, with Epic being in the same market as Apple, having their own store, can, is there, is there a possibility that, you know, this, that that can work against them moving forward? I don't think so in this case. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, you know, and I read their briefing, and they actually preempt that argument, which means, you know, their lawyers are competent. Surprise, surprise. They've hired <laughs> two huge law firms. They know what they're doing. Um, but they preempt that a little bit. And it's, you know, it's not only a difference in scale. It is also a difference in type. And it is a difference in reality. Um, as much as we pretend it's just Steam and Epic... You play Origin, GOG, all also exist. To not to mention, there's like six other ones. And Humble Bundle mm-hmm. sent me marketing materials today to like do what's it called? Focus testing to be like, hey, if Humble Bundle, you know, were to just say, I don't know, maybe launch our own competitor to Steam, what would you think of that? What would it need? What would you want Leo to be like? I don't know. Answer some questions for us. So, they don't have that same monopoly. And that's a 
big part of their line of argumentation is that, you know, Apple is so big and Apple has so much power that it is causing larger problems to society and larger problems to the economy at large. Yep. And I mean, anytime the Sherman Antitrust Act gets referenced, which it seven, I think it's seven of the 10 claims reference the Sherman Antitrust Act in the States, moi, American legislation that was the mm -hmm. result of the railroad and oil booms. Love it. Yeah. No, it's huge. Now, thinking about this further, you know, because they're not asking for any money, because essentially what they're asking for is a overall an overhaul and review of the way that Apple, you know, charges and uses their store. More than their store, actually. Sorry? Their claim actually goes beyond the store. You know, it's the entire it's the entire infrastructure, correct? Like yeah. they're yeah, they're, yeah, it's bigger than just Apple. Now, you brought up something very interesting, and I will not take credit for this because it was something that Tyler brought up in our chat. That this is kind of where I want to swing to right now, and that's hardware versus software and the monopoly of hardware and software, and what can happen moving forward with all of this going down. So we out. It brings us back to Capitol Hill. Apple was up there not too long ago, basically being grilled in these very issues. And it's worth noting that a lot of these very issues, America, in broad strokes, has already said they're not cool with. Yep. Back in the 90s, Microsoft got hauled up, and mm -hmm. they got in trouble for being too much in every part of the process. Yep. In broad strokes, you know, American and most other countries like it have laws that are like capitalism's good, but mega corporations are bad and yep. mega corporations are bad for capitalism. And I believe the European laws are a lot more strict than the American laws as it pertains to this. Cause I know that 100%. Microsoft has faced a lot of punishment in Europe because of this. hundred percent. So, yeah. Well, you just look at Facebook and privacy and, and it's very pro consumer. Yeah. And just as Tyler pointed out, if we're all openly admitting that having this huge corporate entity control everything as being anti-democratic or anti-capitalist, then yeah, it's inevitable that they're going to side on the consumer side. Yep. In those in those regions. Yeah. So going back. In those regions. Yeah. So going back to where I was kind of going with this is, you know, the whole hardware and software and controlling both. Does this lawsuit, from what you've read, have implications on Apple as both a hardware and software vendor? I mean, Epic definitely wants it to. So one of the big claims they make is that that 17% of their revenue from the App Store isn't the end of it. And it's that, you know, if you have an app, if you have an iPhone, I, the iPhone's useless at the App Store, right? Like, if you don't have all those options, it's useless. And further, they specifically mention in their filing the fact that the Apple household exists. Whereas all of a sudden, you know, you get one Apple device, and then they work with other Apple devices so much easier. And they have the built-in software that's like, oh, do you want a new iPhone? It's like two clicks to just move your shit over. Yeah. 
And they touch on all that. And they specifically say that Apple being able to monopolize every step of that process and then use that monopoly to put these brutally hard contracts on developers and on consumers is brutal. And then further, they also talk about the fact that Apple has an amount of lock-in that customers in the 80s and 90s would be freaking out about. Like, could, like I, I think that we don't fully think about how much lock-in so much of our software and stuff has nowadays. Yeah, because they pretty much invented the smartphone, the popular smartphone as it stands, right? Yep. Like that ecosystem, that slab. But they, as well... They invented you know, the services industry where the monthly recurring revenue you know of the world that it as it is today apple yeah. is the one who really went to twofold with that sorry go ahead phil yeah uh, and uh i just wanted to bring up as well just in regards to further proof of the complications of apple's um monopolistic behavior with their own app store is just look at microsoft uh, xbox game pass they had to pull the whole thing out. They can't even beta it yep. on there because of the rules are so restrictive. They're not allowed to basically uh, compete yep. with Apple Arcade or, or you know, Apple's put in such strict rules, you know, Stadia and Xbox Game Pass, anybody who's streaming a game, because they apparently the, the technicality in that is that they want every single game to go through individual approval. Yep. And Xbox and, and Stadia are saying, screw that, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a package deal. We'll oversee it. You yeah. just publish it. And Apple are saying no. We yep. we have the right to do anything we want to anything that touches our platform. Exactly. They did the same thing to Facebook. Exactly. I think that's a big reason that Facebook games mm-hmm. didn't that's last right. super super long. Yeah, yeah. And they even they even made this week they made Facebook because Facebook bought Mixer, yep. and they decided to include little arcade games inside of their mixer new facebook gaming app and apple made them take all that out because they said that it's gaming exactly Uh, it's the tos yeah so they had to strip that down just to meet regulation to get their stuff out like listening people can stream a game yeah listening just just these examples apple is really in deep water right now you know well they are like there's no like I know Apple is Apple. I know that they'll be able to point to some of Epic's um, tactics, especially today, uh, because they, you know, a good lawyer can even say that essentially Epic set this all up to happen exactly this way just to get the lawsuit in, Um, you know, so, you know, but overall Apple has a uphill battle. They're going, you know, as you mentioned earlier, they were, on Capitol Hill recently, you know, they recently have been fighting with the Facebooks, with the Microsofts of the world, and made them alter their apps. Yep. You know, but so it's going to be a very interesting fight to see how Apple can defend itself moving forward. And I'm just trying I, to I've think got, of how they can do this. I got, I've got an idea. Yeah, you go first, Phil. Because I got yeah, because you're as well, you're gonna bring the hammer, I'm sure. Well, um, hopefully. I, I'm just gonna say, they sit at the dinner table with the current administration. Like, let's just look at you know the administration came to them and they said, "Hey, we want you out of China," and what did they do? They made 
all of Foxconn pull out of China, right? Foxconn had to relocate all of their manufacturing to Thailand, not Thailand, Thailand. They had to move it to Vietnam. They had to move it to Taiwan. They, it's a Taiwanese company anyway, but they were largely marketed or, or based out of China, right? We all read those stories about people living on these campuses and having tragic deaths from being overworked and committing suicide. So they basically made them diversify their entire assembly and production factory to get out of China. Yep. And that relationship means that certain people are going to look the other way despite what's going on in the court. That's, that's the start inter, of it. May I interject? And, and I hope I don't uh, step on Tyler's toes. Epic's owners. We talked about this literally days ago. Is Tencent. Huh? Phil. Well, the minority orders. Well, yes, the minority orders. They have a, they have a stake. Is Tencent. What's happening to that company right now, guys? Well, they might be caught up in, you know, something about this whole TikTok WeChat, you know, even even involved in the idea that the government may force Apple to remove its ability to distribute WeChat in China, yep. which would essentially make it impossible for Apple to sell another phone in China. So that's 20% of its market share gone. I feel like this is just another card. In the House yeah. of Cards that we've been seeing with this administration and big tech companies. I think on the surface it does, but Tyler, I'm curious to know. Yeah, Tyler, what, what, what are your thoughts? Because he was I, I get where the both, iceberg. I get where you're both coming from. And I think I don't think either of you is wrong, right? I, I do think that it's worth remembering that Tencent owns 40% of Epic, which is a good chunk, but it's not a majority share. And Epic has a decent amount, especially in the day-to-day -day operations, of independence. Um, I think there's two or three bigger concerns we have to remember. The first of which is that even if they settle, they're not settling before the election, I'd be astounded if they were to settle before the election. Agreed. Uh, point number two is big money people are not taking this seriously. Of course not. I'm looking at Apple shares in after hour trading and nothing. They don't give a shit. Apple's at an all time high. I'm looking at it literally right now, end of the day at 460, 460 and four cents a share. Oh, of course. But here, here's, here's where all that's dangerous though, because I get what you're saying about the idea that this isn't going to be settled under the current administration uh, or before the election. Yeah. But let's say the administration changes. Then shit gets dicey. <laughs> Does it, though? So one of the biggest things that helps Apple is there has been an unprecedented change in the federal court of the states. Mm. Um, and this is the less sexy part of politics. But there are a lot of conservative justices mm -hmm. on, that have been added to the federal bench who generally take a very pro-corporate view. And they're going to outlast the administration. Yeah. The other side of it is, you know, a case like this, if they actually go to trial, even money this ends up before the Supreme Court. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking that, and that's stacked. In the, that's in a the, weird Supreme Court right now. 
Yeah. And we can go into, you know, theorizing because if you're a legal nerd, it's weird because people keep judging ways we didn't think they would act. And it's freaking weird and fascinating. All right, Ruth Bader, don't go anywhere. Stay with us, please. Yeah. yeah. We want you in Lego Movie 3. Come on. <laughs> oh, bah. I'd get a light. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. It's amazing to think, you know, to me, this shouldn't involve politics. Like, this is a really bad sign in society when the political factor, and we're not saying that it's blatantly there, but we know that there's influences. And this sounds like a law issue, like an anti-competitive, antitrust law issue that should be straightforward regardless of political leanings of any court. You know, and secondly, why is your court politically leaned? But whatever. You know, like it should be about justice and truth and, you know, equality for all and all that. Truth, but justice. I know that there's bigger battles. Yeah. Truth, justice, and the American way. That's what it really should be about. But here we are in the new American way, you know, and, and unfortunately, we are in a world where we do have to think about how many right-leaning Superior Court judges there are versus left-leaning Superior Court judges there are. And the, the, like you said, like it's insane and it's crazy and scary to think that this is how we have to think of the world nowadays and corporate America. Now, let's talk a little bit about repercussions, not repercussions, but how can this affect other companies? You know, can I put can I tie one little bow of course. on this previous topic? Please do. I I do want to voice that genuinely, and I people will notice that I seem to be very pro like Epic's gonna do great from this and Apple's gonna do great for this. And I think they both win here. I don't think either one actually really loses. Like whatever the legal case is, Epic gets so much free marketing. And yeah. And even if you take a chunk of money out of Apple's pocket, they're not hurting for cash. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. If you take it, it's going to go from $30 billion to $26 billion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Epic are going to fight tooth and nail for every B they can get, right? Like, every Billy they can get, they're going to fight. But to Apple, it's dust in the wind. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. The economies of scale here. And again, it goes back to that point that we were chatting about, about owning the ecosystem for hardware and owning the ecosystem for software too, like both at the same time and, and supplement and third party software and third party control. Yeah. And the amazing part is, is like, you know, even looking at hardware, I know it's not something that people often do, but I remember shopping for my phone last year and I was trying to buy the best spec phone that was within a range for me. And I was like debating the Google pixel Four. And I ultimately decided not to because it only had six gigs of RAM and it yeah. only had 128 storage. And the guy said, well, you know, you could get the only thing worse is the new iPhone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's only four gigs of RAM. And it's only, you know what I mean? Like he ran it down, but he's just like, it's about the ecosystem performs well. It's more than the ecosystem. Like, it doesn't matter about the hardware as much in that That's... scenario, but, you know, That's... money to money. It's weird. It, that example of hardware always gets to me because the reason why Apple doesn't need to spec their phones so high is because the software is made in-house for the hardware. They can optimize it as they see fit and 
optimize the software and normalize the software and it'll be working as good as it does now with apple or sorry with android an android is an android is an android samsung does androids lg does androids google does androids so how do they differentiate themselves well with specs so they have to one up each other that's why the whole spec war and the whole spec bullshit really gets to me because it's you know that's the only way you can make your differentiate yourself as an android manufacturer yeah it's true but i'm just gonna say with all the excessive hardware that's available in android phones there's a cost yeah all right and i can tell you from previous use of android after using a phone for over you know a year now and going on more i've seen it perform better with these specs than previous versions of android but you know it's neither here nor there yeah. it's user experience and and whatnot and i totally agree i have an iphone as well yeah and that worked great and it's inferior in terms of almost every single statistic that there is and it probably performs as well or better than yeah the mongo phone that i have yeah anyways um so yeah going back tyler or, or, where do you want to go now you're, you're in the driver's you seat you wanted to go in the larger ramifications. Larger so, ramifications, industry-wide, outside of Apple, yeah. outside of Epic. Who and what could be affected by this moving forward? I I mean, and it's going to sound a little bit, a slight cop-out, but so there are three broad ways that this ends. And, and I'm going to go from most likely to least likely. And I think the most likely is they settle out of court Epic gets a little bit of a sweetheart deal. Apple lightens up a little bit. But, you know, medium and small size places are still paying their 30%. The less likely, but still possible, is Epic forces them to court. And we get the ruling that is like, Apple, you got it. You got it. Chill out. And the last one is it becomes moot because there's antitrust hearings on the Hill. And, you know, the Fed comes in and breaks them up. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, yeah, I, I think all those scenarios, I, I think a scenario as well could be, you know, they just settle it out of court and shit's done. That's, that's the most likely, in my opinion, is that they, they just go, okay, you know, do we really want to knock, knock it out, drag it out in court and have the Fed looking at everything we're doing and expose all this stuff or do we want to try and sweep it under the rug and then everybody's a good player if they get subpoenaed and we just agree that we all agreed to new terms right now phil you i know. have a question for you do you think from a pr point of view this could hurt epic in any way uh in a pr point of view i don't think so epic are getting their name out there they they basically have looked you know, aside from, you know, the, the issue with the games previously and as well with the game store, I know there is a lot of hyperbole about about uh, possibly sending information to China because of the Tencent ownership. I, I remember seeing a lot of blogs and, and whatnot about that. But that's all seems to have calmed down. And I think, again, they benefited from that controversy, just as Tyler was saying, because they got their name out there. And this is a situation where there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. They're going to have people saying epic, 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 and people are going to start associating with the name. 
And oh, look at this Epic Engine. What is it? Five coming out for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, which, you know, all those developers are, they're going to stand out, just herd cash right into yeah. their doors on that side of things, which it's great of them, right? Like you learn Epic, learn, learn the engine, develop your game. And if you start to make money, we want some of it. You know, if you get to a ludicrous amount of money, if you get to a million dollars or something like that, but otherwise, if you're a hobbyist or you're doing small distribution, do whatever you want with it. Have fun. You know, if you get good enough, maybe come and ask for a job. Yep. Tyler, are you um, back to you with the other scenarios? Yeah, I, I think that I had to run away for a second because my dog was vomiting at my, at my ludicrous nature of having hope that the federal government of the States does something. Um, <laughs> I'm you know, glad the mic didn't pick that up. That's why I, I heard it. I finished my thought. I muted everything here and I ran. So I I think that, you know, if we get that legal case, it creates what like, it creates jurisprudence and it creates another case that can be referenced. And, you know, you still have to sue people or knock some heads to get them into line. But if they find against Apple, I think you're going to see Google start to lighten up a little bit. I think Microsoft will go a little shade lighter than they are now. I think Microsoft is is sidestepping that particular fight this time around after they got they basically got in trouble for the exact same thing in the nineties. Yep. And I think that they've, you know, they've differentiated in a smarter way this time. Mm-hmm. Um and then the last one, I mean I I, I don't see the last one happening. And going after Apple without also going after, at the least, Facebook and Google. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, I, I mean, I have my own political views on what I think should happen. But, you know, it's definitely a view that members of the current Congress of the states are taking is that some of these companies might be too big. And, you know... Some are saying it's bad for democracy, and this particular case, interestingly enough, doesn't say anything about that. Um, they're saying simply it's bad for it's bad for capitalism and it's bad for the economy. Yeah, I, I, I think the democratic argument from Congress right now is always about disinformation and and you know sloping yeah. your information spread with with places like Facebook and whatnot, like places that deal in opinion. So. You know, this this is just pure and simple to me, like anti-capitalism or, you know, it, it becomes anti-capitalistic by the size and the nature of this setup. Yeah, I, I mean, in a broad stroke, this is one of those circumstances where, like, honestly, it's millionaires fighting billionaires. <laughs> yep. Like at the end of the day. Yeah. But we're going to see repercussions regardless, I think. Right now, Microsoft, Sony, Google, they're kind of like that meme where they see that fight happening, but then they're kind of like, you know, in the corner of their eye, they're seeing this fight, but they're scared shitless in their pants. Spotify just came out on Epic's side. There you go. So Spotify, seriously, Spotify, Spotify, seriously, Spotify. That's just too cute of an interesting. Really? Spotify. Uh, after they screw over every artist on well, the planet. You can also listen to the It's Canon podcast on Spotify, or used to be able yeah, to. I, <laughs> oh, no, what? but 
that's documented too, right? No, like how they change the music industry. It's arguable from the artist side that they they got a raw deal, man. Oh, a hundred percent. It's more of like I think what we're gonna see is again, it's millionaires fighting billionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow Sean Parker is gonna side with Apple on this. <clears throat> yeah. Why not? <laughs> that's twenty twenty for you. God. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Any final thoughts on this epic? battle i mean i want i want epic to win this particular fight but i don't know it's just i uh, look i i'm with you boris i'm i'm i am cautiously optimistic because epic has a bad history but for the last couple of months they've been okay and like i'm hoping I, I I feel like you know we've been like that. I I don't even know what what we. Anyways, you know, we've been disappointed so much in this relationship, but they've been good for the past few months, so we're gonna forgive everything they've done before. Mm-hmm. Phil, any final thoughts? It's gonna be an unreal tournament. Ah, God damn it! Oh, I had to go for the dad joke. Podcast is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Phil. Can you tell our awesome listeners how they can send us feedback on what they think is going to happen in this epic v ba- Apple battle? Sure can. You can find us on the interwebs at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. Email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. And you can subscribe to our podcast, Apple Spotify, maybe, Stitcher, Google Play, really anywhere where you find the podcasts. And if you like what you hear so far, make sure you uh, never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. And uh, this podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Yes, thank you, everyone. It's been fun. We've been podcasting a lot this week, but I love doing it. And it's because of listeners like you that we are able to keep doing it. So we thank you so much. As always, I'm Boris. He's Phil. He's Tyler. And we're the It's Canon Podcast. Mm